This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. Jessica, did I just hear you say that the USA women's team lost? Yes, they lost 5-4 to four against Sweden. So apparently, um, Carly Lloyd was right. It would appear yeah. she was. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that really bothered me the other day when, I mean, she's she doing her job. Carly Lloyd, she played for the team. She's like the top third scorer in history for the women's soccer team. And she said, look, look at these people out here. This is after they had that big tie where neither team scored, which led them to this game last night, or overnight, I should say. And she said, hold on a minute. What are they doing out there dancing around and celebrating? They didn't really do anything. And she said that they were not playing up to their potential, that, you know, I mean, she didn't actually say it in so many words, but you got the idea. Well, you got the idea that maybe, just maybe, a lot of players on that women's team had their perceived stardom going to their heads. That they thought they were much bigger, much better than they really were. Well, it sounds like this this penalty shootout was a very long one. It, there were it was over two hours without a goal, a single goal from either side at one point. Yeah, and Megan Rapinoe, who a lot yes. of people don't really care for. I mean, they, they, let, let's be blunt. Let's be blunt about this. Yes, she's a good soccer player. Yes, she's she's done a lot in terms of of um, getting a a lot of attention. For women's soccer, but there are a lot of people who don't like her politics, and and plain and simpler, they find her abrasive. And she she's the one who actually blew it, wasn't she? Isn't she the one who failed to score her penalty? And and she was only in there as a second half substitute. Right, right. She was the second half substitute. Um, and this is actually potentially her last game. It sounds like oh. she wants to. She was planning to retire, I believe, at the end of 2023. Oh. But she also actually she was awarded the Medal of Freedom actually yeah. in 2022. Yeah, by Biden. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I get that, and I know a lot of people like her, but there are a lot of people who don't like her, and I really think you know it's it's a shame that the USA team is out, but the fact is. That Carly Lloyd was right. I, I I just think she was vindicated, and and we need to say something nice about her because um, she was just she was just doing her job when she said, "Look, you know, they're they're just not playing up to their potential," and apparently they didn't. All right, Jessica. Well, thank you. You'll be back with us at eight thirty. I had to get that off my chest. We got a busy, busy show today, and we're going to let you know what's going on today with the State Fair Scoop, what's going on out of the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. There's some good shows going on tonight. We'll tell you about that. Also, if you're looking for things to do with the entire family, we have a supercalifragilistic expialidocious place that you might want to check out. Uh, Matt Miller's going to be here. He's talking about the mutant, no, wait, teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. You want to get that one right. Um, Mark Cass is going to be here. Boy, it's, it's been a big, big week around Wisconsin. The triathlon is still going along, going on along the the um, lakefront. I mean, I, and I, I admire those those athletes. I mean, they can do it all. They can run. They can swim. They can bike. And they do. I, those triathlons last a long time, and good for them. I, it's great to see them out there. Also, Marquez is going to talk a little bit about Kiss. Yes, Kiss was in town this week. We're going to take a look at, back at the week in review. Jessica, of course, is in the newsroom. Isaac's here pushing those buttons, and in just two minutes, it's Dominic Catronio on sports. It's all ahead on Wisconsin weekend morning news. That weather today looks actually pretty nice. It's going to be on the breezy side. We do have a chance for an isolated shower or two. 75 near the lake, 80 inland, and right now, 71 degrees at 812 on WTMJ. Game three of a four-game series between the Pirates and the Brewers featured a late-arriving offense for the crew, but when it did show up, it was clutch. Blake Perkins, the winner on Saturday. 2-1 coming. Swing and a base hit to right! Caratini scores, and Blake Perkins is the hero tonight. And he is... 
hits the game winner tonight, his first career walk-off knock. He tied it with his legs in the ninth inning, and he wins it with his bat in the tenth. It was the rookie's only at-bat of the game. Jeff Levering on the call there on WTMJ. He came in to pinch run in the ninth inning and scored the tying run thanks to Sal Freelich hitting a game-tying single in the bottom of the ninth. Manager Craig Council on the win. I mean, when that inning started, it, it you know it trended to me that Blake was gonna Blake was gonna come up in it with the lefty in, and you, you knew they weren't gonna pitch to William. And credit to him for putting himself in a big spot and putting a good swing on a baseball. The finale of this series is today at one ten. Our coverage begins at noon. I've got you covered for Brewers warm up. The Packers' annual family night practice has come and gone from Saturday night up at Lambeau Field. Next up. Preseason game starting on Friday. They'll hit the road to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And finally, another headline from baseball on Saturday. A boxing match breaking out in Cleveland. Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. Here's Tom Hamilton on the call from Cleveland Radio. And another hustle double right over the bag at first. Now Jose and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Suspensions are yet to be announced. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Dominic. And the USA women's team is out after losing a dramatic 5-4 to penalty shootout against Sweden. It's 816. Uh, we have 67 degrees. And we're going to have your forecast. And also coming up next, it's Mark Cass. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's going to be partly to mostly cloudy today, pretty breezy. We've got a chance of an isolated shower. We're going to get up to about 75 near the lakefront if you're out there watching the triathletes. Or inland as you go further, it's going to be about 80 for a high. Tonight, breezy. We've got a chance of some scattered showers down to 63. Tomorrow, another day sort of like this one with uh, a lot of breeze out there and a chance of a few scattered showers and a high of 76. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 83. And Wednesday, we've got a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm at about 84 degrees. Right now, um, Mequon has 68. You get a little bit of um, drizzle out there in the scene at 70 degrees. Economy walks at 68. And it's 72 at, at WTMJ at 819. And that means it is time to check in on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with Mark Cass. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Well, Mark, it was kind of interesting at Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino the other day when they opened their new Rock and Brews restaurant featuring in-person, live, right there, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley from KISS. Were you there? I wasn't there for that, but I was there early in the week and actually got a sneak look at the restaurant. But I heard people there, and I was shocked not to see you there. I figured you'd be in the front row, and you'd have the makeup on and be all ready to sing their songs. <laughs> I see you as a KISS fan. There is no doubt about it. But this is a big deal for Milwaukee. This is a national chain that started through these guys, and they've done really well with them. And to add that to the casino, and what everyone has to realize is, one, is it's important just because of the national brand, what they bring to it and the high power of it. But then two, it's just one component of a $100 million expansion upgrade of the casino, which will include new areas for betting, high-end areas, and really an upgrading of the casino. As they've seen a lot of competition, we've all read about what's going on in Chicago in terms of adding casinos. We've seen them in other places of the country. We've seen them try to happen here. And in Kenosha, it hasn't happened yet, but there's talk of one. So there's a lot of competition yet. So they've really upped their game. So adding a restaurant of this caliber, I think, is big. I also think it's another acknowledgement of our restaurant team. How many times have you and I talked about how we get over our, our city area for having great restaurants, having high-quality restaurants? And I think, you know, we're all going to like it. It's got a lot of color. It's got a lot of rock and roll, and I hear there's probably a couple photo ops there for you, Libby. You might want to wear that makeup and get ready to play your guitar, okay? The air guitar. It's the only guitar I know how to play. (laughs) You know, but it's got a great entertainment factor, which I think really brings fun. Even if you don't want to go and put any money in the slot machines, you can still go to Pottawatomie and have a great time. Yeah, think about that, because that really increases now. I don't like to play a lot of gambling. I don't play that a lot. Yet, I'm interested in this restaurant. I'm going to go try it out, and I'll probably go back. And, you know, again, that just adds to their revenue base. 
And hopefully when I'm there, somebody who's with me, probably my wife, is going to play some games. So you see what I'm saying? It draws you in, and then hopefully you spend more money. I like how you're blaming your wife on spending all the money. I'm just acknowledging, (laughs) acknowledging, not blaming. All right, well, you know, in another place where there's great entertainment is at the movie theater, and Marcus Court reported their very strong financial results. Do you think people are finally going back to the movies? It finally looks like that. You know, over and over, I remember talking to Greg Marcus right in the midst of COVID, and just he was so unhappy and upset about what was going on and how we had to close the theaters, had to close the hotel. And as they've come on, the hotels are bound. It's taken longer for the theaters. And he's always said it's about the quality of the movies. You have to have these huge hits. So they had some hits this year. And the numbers that were released this week were not even including what's gone on over the past couple of weeks of the Barbie movie, which I know you've seen, and Oppenheimer. And what that's drawn into the theaters already. So I think you're seeing, as we've gotten more comfortable, as we've gone out again, we're at sporting events, we're at restaurants, you're seeing the movies come back. You're also seeing movies that are going into theaters only. Remember there for a while, they were going to Netflix, they were going to other streaming sources too. Now they're going just into the theaters. I think it's important. I think movie theaters, I have to admit, watching a movie in a theater is still a fun and great experience. The thing is that they keep adding these really comfortable chairs and food, Libby. You gotta watch out for naps, right? Because you're so comfortable in there when they're there. There's nothing worse than falling asleep when you're watching a movie in the theater. In other words, <laughs> the guy next to you is snoring, you give him a big elbow, right? That would be my husband. So Foxconn picked up some work this week in yeah. Mount Pleasant. When are we gonna see more development? Because I know a lot of people are watching this project. Yeah. in Racine County. Yeah, everybody should just understand it's never going to be what it was thought it was going to be. I think we've all realized that at Foxconn. Is, but I think to see small increments like this where they got a large contract to have some work there for Mountain California is important as they try to add to that, as they try to add employees. Again, I don't think it's going to grow much into Foxconn. I think I still, and I've said this many times, What's going to happen is kind of around Foxconn, and you've seen that already with Microsoft and what's going on there. I think you'll see other companies look at that land. That land is ready to go. You've seen it in Kenosha, Amazon, Uline. You've seen Haribo now open. As those companies grow and others come in, they're going to look at this land and they're going to do well. In terms of more work for Foxconn, I think it'll be slow. I think we all have to realize, though, it's still over. Probably about 1,200 employees are working on site. They've added over a million square feet, so it is something, but I'm first to admit it is nowhere near what it was thought to be. Well, speaking of development, Milwaukee's new downtown plan got approval this week week. And that means they are going to be developing several key sites. When do you think this is all going to get underway? I think you're already seeing the start of this with the whole discussion that's going on with the freeway, whether we should rip that down to open it up for development. But I know I've talked about that a lot. I want to talk about some other sites that are in the plan that they're looking at a lot at Fortham, Wisconsin, right near the convention center. Is that one finally ready to go? They're talking about what can we do up at MacArthur Square? For those of us who live downtown, work downtown, see that open land right in front of the courthouse and think, oh my God, what is that? What could happen there? Could that be a green space? Could we have some office space there? Could we play sports there? What could we do to activate that space because it's a prime space? Also looking at the Marcus Center, their parking lot right next door on Water Street. What could happen there? So there's a lot of interesting sites throughout downtown that I think you're going to see some redevelopment. There's been a lot of things happen in Milwaukee over the past few years, but there's some sites that things really need to happen on, and I think you're going to see some things hopefully coming out of the ground over the next few years. Well, it's been an exciting couple of days around the lakefront with the USA Triathlon yeah. taking over. There? Isn't it it's amazing? Crazy. I know. I drove through there Thursday on my bike, and it was crazy. There were tents, there were people everywhere, roads blocked off. It was exciting, and maybe I think we're losing track of this. This is like 8,000 participants are in town for this thing. It's going to have an economic impact of 8 or $9 million, but Again, the thing I always love about these events is hopefully they come, hopefully they spend money now, but hopefully they have a great time, right? And maybe sometime in October or sometime next April or May, some of them will come back. So I think having these sporting events where they come from all over the world for this is just great for the city. And man, I was just so impressed with how many people were down there on a Thursday morning and having a great time as I was riding around on my bike on my off day. Well, I'm surprised you didn't enter into the triathlon because I know what an athlete you are. You were already you know, on your bike. Really? All you had to do was jump in the water, swim a mile or two, <laughs> and then run for a 20 miles. You know what I think about running? You need a car to run. (laughs) That's all I can say. 20 miles, you need a car. That's not for me. Well, I only run if somebody's chasing me. But finally, Mark, you had a big week with cocktails for a cause. I understand literally hundreds of people came out for that great event. It was a great event. Something that I've tried a couple times, I get behind the bar, which is kind of new for me because I'm normally on the other side of the bar, right? And just really have some fun, make some drinks. We had over 300 people down at Evan Hughes' place on Clybourne Central standard, raised a ton of money for the basketball efforts at my alma mater, UWM. And I just want to do a shout out to Evan for hosting us and to the coach, Bart Lundy, for 
a great program for great excitement and great energy and for lots of people who just came out. Some of your listeners were there, Libby, and they were spending money and they were asking, where's Libby? And I said, you know, Libby's here in spirit. Have a drink on Libby. So I have a tab for you. I bet you for do. all the listeners who said, I want one on Libby. So I'm going to send that to you. You send it to me and I will get you the check. It's in the mail. Uh, check's in the mail. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> hey, Mark, it's always great to hear from you. Hopefully I'm going to see you at State Fair this week. I'm heading out there for a cream puff and something on a stick. Mark Cass, always great to talk right. with you. All right, Libby, take care. You know, that kind of reminds me about our, our Bank 59 studio and of course at state fair now we're not here right now but all this week you got sandy and steve and and you know the interesting thing about steve scafidi i was listening to him the other day and he actually said and he means it that when you're there and you talk to him he will buy you a beer or the beverage of your choice i should say at state fair and i i think that is so generous of him i really do and But he means it. He's done it in the past, and he's continuing to do it. So just remember to stop by the studio this week when you're at State Fair. All right, coming up to 827, 72 degrees, 75 for a high near the lake. It's going to be about 80 if you're further inland, and actually not a bad day, but we do have just a slight chance of some isolated showers. Welcome back to Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. A little bit later on this half hour, Matt Miller's going to be joining us in addition to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He also is going to kind of give you a little update on what's been going on at the fair. I know he's been out there for a couple of days to see some of the shows, so we'll hear about that as well. Well, it's been quite a week where we were investigating deaths at the EAA. There was a third indictment for a former president and a fair. 172 years in the making. There was so much more. It's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Investigations continue. Four people died, two separate crashes near the EAA Air Venture Grounds in Oshkosh on Saturday. The NTSB will be taking a look at that as far as pilot experience, uh, pilot experience in that type of aircraft in each incident. What happened on Saturday is extraordinarily rare. I thought they were doing a trick at first. I heard the plane start coming out of the sky and it started spinning. And I told him and all of a sudden it just made a big splash. And then more and more boats just came circling around it. Paul Rubens played the iconic Pee Wee Herman on the big and small screen in the 80s. I know you are, but am I? I know you, you are, but what am I? Rubens was privately battling cancer the past six years. He was 70 years old. Eat your heart out, baby! As rock legends Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley prepare to transition away from the stage after Kiss's farewell tour this year, they tell WTMJ they're convinced their Rock and Brews restaurant will be a huge hit with Potawatomi customers. Rock and Brews is ultimately the kind of place I would want to come. You will come here that very first time and you're going to walk away with new friends. New friends that you're going to keep seeing, they're going to talk to, even once you leave here. And you're flying in Brandon, Wisconsin? Yeah, we're going to be in Brandon. Brandon. Um, it's Crandon, Gene. Like, with a C. Brandon. Look out there! A break! A shot! Off the post! To be dancing, to be smiling. I mean, the player of the match was that post. Hey You were lucky to not be going home right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I just... Just as I have throughout my entire legal and judicial career, I am committed to protecting our freedoms, and I'm committed to fairness and impartiality in our justice system. Come on in, Greg. Okay. (laughs) He's shy. Not really. A lawsuit filed today is calling for the state Supreme Court to throw out the GOP-drawn legislative maps. This suit is just one of many that could force lawmakers to draw yet another set of maps before the 2024 election. From the WTMJ Breaking News Center, former President Donald Trump has been indicted on new charges related to the January 6th incident. Four counts the former president indicted. The attack on our nation's capital was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. It should shock us, and yet still today we're getting the same silly partisan nonsense. Have we learned anything? This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. It's about damn time. 
On Tuesday, Lizzo and people working with her were accused of sexual harassment, body shaming, and creating a toxic environment on tour. Three former dancers filed a lawsuit. Lizzo calls the allegations false and outrageous. There are people that have contacted us and want to be witnesses in the case. Not a trying to sue me. I don't give two that one didn't age quite so well. Vice President Kamala Harris commenting on Travis King, the soldier from Racine who defected to North Korea last month. The Department of Defense is working actively on this, and we're going to do everything we can to bring him home. Artificial intelligence can accurately detect 20% more breast cancers from mammograms. I'm just trying to picture how it's working. <laughs> at the at the uh, doctor's office, and, and some weird robot walks up to you and says, Sorry, are my hands cold? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be what you oh, want. Oh, no. Grab nope. ah! some cheese curds and cream puffs. I'm jazzed to be here once again. And Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers wasn't the only one excited to kick off the 172nd State Fair. We're broadcasting live from the Wisconsin State Fair. WTMG now, Steve and Sandy. It's a gorgeous day out here. Sandy's goofing around with the computer. She's not in her chair. Okay. Shouldn't make you crazy that I am trying to be a hostess for I the, know. Just for the wonderful Whiskey Bells. Go to sleep, little baby. 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 Your mama's going away and your daddy's going to stay. Didn't leave nobody but the baby. What are we, gay? What a week. F you. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. What a great time they're having at the Bank 5-9 studio this week at the State Fair. And make sure you drop by and say hi to everybody who's out there. And as a matter of fact, we're going to hear more about what's going on at State Fair with State Fair Scoop at 9.07 this morning. So get ready because it's going to be another great day at the Wisconsin State Fair. 72 degrees at 8.40 and we'll have your forecast right after this. Pretty nice day today. There'll be a little bit of cloudiness out there. It's going to be breezy, and there is a slight chance of an isolated shower. But temperature's not bad. 75 for a high near the lake. 80 as you go further inland. Then tonight, breezy. Another chance of some scattered showers down to 63 overnight. Tomorrow looks breezy, and the chance of those scattered showers, 76 for a high. Tuesday and Wednesday, though, not bad. Sunny on Tuesday with 83. Wednesday, um, 84 for a high. And there is a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm. Right now in Port Washington, we have 71 degrees. Richfield is at 71. Franklin is 68. 72 degrees at WTMJ at 843. Well, when you're at the Wisconsin State Fair this week, you might want to stop by and see the Bureau of Consumer Protection. Joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Michelle Reinen, our consumer expert, and you're at the fair all week. Absolutely. The Bureau of Consumer Protection will be working alongside other DADCAP employees, and we're in the Products Pavilion at the Wisconsin State Fair in West Dallas. Now, I know you're going to be answering consumers' questions, but also you've got an opportunity for people to come and win some prizes. Oh, absolutely. We always have a game that's trivia where you can win some quote prizes. You know, they're dad cat prizes, so get ready. <laughs> we'll be there from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., and you can ask any question you have or just learn more about our agency and the Bureau of Consumer Protection. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Sounds great. Thank you. And make sure to stop by at the Bank 5-9 Studios and say hi all week to Stephen Sandy, Jeff Wagner, John McCure, Greg Matzik. They're having a great time at the Wisconsin State Fair. And we've got State Fair Scoop coming up for you at 907. A wild one for the crew as they win game three of their four-game series against the Pirates. A 3-2 walk-off thriller in 10 innings thanks to a Blake Perkins RBI single. Swing and a base hit to right. Caratini scores and Blake Perkins is the hero tonight. Jeff Levering on the call here on WTMJ. Perkins didn't even start the game. As a matter of fact, the Brewers were trailing for the majority of it. Corbin Burns went six strong innings, only allowing two runs, but the Brewers were down 2-1 entering the ninth. Then the rally began. Blake Perkins on the great night. The the pitching has kept us in uh, so many games this year, and, and it feels good to get a, a good team win uh, that we did tonight. Um, Corbin pitched a, a great again, and 
it's it's great to just build off of each other and 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 you know turn turn the page you know to the next guy next guy it's always someone different the finale of this series comes today at 110 and big news in this one brandon woodruff is activated off the injured list for the first time since april he's only started in two games the former brewers opening day starter We'll get the ball against Johan Oviedo. I'm excited for Brandon. I mean, that's the biggest thing is just just excited for Woody to be out there again. If you've you spent three plus months um, watching, um, and that's no fun. And so I'm excited for him to be out there and be a part of this again. Our coverage begins at noon with Brewers warm up. Now that the annual family night practice has come and gone up at Lambeau Field, now the Packers are preparing for preseason games. It'll be on Friday, their first against the Cincinnati Bengals. Kickoff is set for 6 o'clock. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. And the USA Women's Cup team is out after losing a dramatic 5-4 to penalty shootout against Sweden. It's 847, and coming up next, we've got Matt Miller. He's got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we'll be talking with him all about it. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News, 847. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand. Station. It is 8.49. I can't think of a better intro for Matt Miller, of course. He's on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline, and he is the media critic and pop culture editor at OnMilwaukee.com. Were you up there rapping with Vanilla Ice and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in the 90s, Matt? I will say I was more of a Power Rangers kid than oh. a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Which so, which Power Ranger did you like? Uh, I really liked the black one. Oh, the really? Black one was yeah, and then of course Tommy. Uh, well, I kind of like the, the I kind of like the Pink Ranger, but yeah, yeah that was my figure. sisters. My sisters yeah. was the pink one, uh, and then mine was the black one, and then obviously everyone loved the the, the kind of white and gold uh, that the, the kind of like one they added in later seasons. <laughs> I'm geeking out about Power Rangers on the radio. And there's not even a movie out. We need to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, wait, is this, I'm trying to think, because that was like back in the 80s, right? And the first movie came out, what year was that? Do you remember? I believe that was late 80s. But I will double check that for you. But yeah, there were three original movies uh, back in the day, the live action ones. And then there were a few scattered around. There was an animated one in kind of like 2008, 2007-ish. And then there was the live-action Michael Bay movies uh, that were produced by Michael Bay that were, uh, generally speaking, pretty not good. Uh, pretty pretty bad, I would argue. Uh, I believe it was 1984 on the, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wait, long no. ago. Pardon me, that's the comic. That was the oh, comic when it okay. debuted. Uh, but yes, yeah, so this is the kind of first the uh, proper new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie we've had in a long time. And it's really fun. Uh, it's got that kind of Spider-Verse animation that kind of looks like nothing else out there. It looks similar to Spider-Verse without feeling like it's ripping off Spider-Verse because Spider-Verse is more like comic book animation. And this is like scribbles in your notebook animation. It, you can literally see in a lot of scenes like scribbles and circles and like are they supposed to be pencils. there or did they just not did they just not no, edit it about that that that's on purpose yeah oh, that's deliberate I, I okay say, yeah so it, it's really cool that kind of spider verse kind of really changed american animation over these past few years you know uh the puss in boots movie that came out last christmas that was kind of a different take on animation that was kind of more kind of storybook in like 3d but without looking like 3d uh then you obviously have the spider-verse sequel and now you have this one that that's really trying some different animation style than kind of the pixar dreamworks you know kind of traditional clean 3d look that we've had for a really long time you know what i find interesting because it I, i guess you know a lot of films started out as animation then they went to live action and and disney's doing it with all of their animated films now (laughs) and do you see a return though to that animation that the that as you said the michael bay ninja turtle movies just weren't very good that there are just some things that should remain in animation versus in live action 
I think there's something to it. You know, I think there's something to making these kind of, you know, they talk in the Hollywood about four quadrant movies, about movies that are for adults, for young boys, for kids, for women like that, that, that it hits all of these different markets. And, you know, when you do these kind of animated movies, these animated renditions, you get to bring in kids into it. I mean, look what happened to Spider-Verse this past summer where, you know, it was not only a movie that, you know, 18 to 25 year old boys wanted to see and, you know, uh, that adults wanted to see because the reviews were good, but kids wanted to see it, too. And it felt like a kid's movie, but without it feeling like a kid's movie in a lot of cases. Uh, and I think that happened with this movie too, where it's like, it feels a little more grown up while at the same time, something available for kids. And that's kind of how the movie plays too. You know, it's definitely got a kid like energy. It definitely has a youthful exuberance to it, but it also feels a little bit, you know, it feels like it's for teens, which is perfect because it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's it's kind of a gross movie. There's a running gag about puke in the movie. And like, oh, I, oh, that's really funny. That's really funny. It is. No, it is. no, it's yeah. not. No, I can't believe you just said that word on the radio. It it, 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 it plays it plays good on the. I, I think FCC allows that word, right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. I just have not <laughs> heard it while a lot of people are eating breakfast. That's all. My my apologies, everyone. But there's like it, there's like gooey monsters and oozy creatures. It's a, it's a fun it's a fun kind of gross movie because I think people forget that you know when kids see like kids like kind of gross stuff. Well, this is true, like, especially little like, boys. Yeah, and like kids like being a little scared sometimes. You know, I I remember. Go, I mean, Jumanji was a hit. There's a reason why people wanted to see this kind of movie. Well, I went to see I mean, it because of Robin Williams, but. Yeah, that was, uh, I should note, uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in 1990. So that was when that the, was the first, first movie. Live, the and that was live action. Came out. Yeah. Okay. Now, why is it that they have sustained popularity through the years? You know, that's a really good question. I think there's always something fun about these kind of outsiders who, you know, want to do good and want to help the world. Uh, they They always felt a little... We're in the superhero era, obviously, and they just felt a little kind of like the, the kind of edgier superhero on some level because it's like they're weird teenage mutant ninja turtles. Uh, and I think there's something. Dude. Dude. Cowabunga, think, right? And they've dropped a lot of that off because obviously those oh. were very 80s and 90s catchphrases. I kind of Don't worry. Cowabunga <laughs> definitely makes an appearance in, uh, in the new one. But I also think that, you know, it, it speaks to kids on some level because these aren't grown-ups. This isn't Tony Stark who has adult problems or anything like that. It's kind of the Spider-Man thing where he, he, these characters are, are like us Let, when, okay, you're okay. when you're a teenager. Here's the question. So if you're taking your kids or your grandkids to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, will you come out of there just shaking your head bored silly or is there something in it for adults as well? No, yeah, there's definitely something for an adult that, well, it really, it, it's gotten interesting. I think maybe the, 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 the adults will shake their head at some of the, the gross humor I have previously mentioned. But there is like a really nice theme in the movie about, you know, doing things because they're the right thing to do, not because it will make you liked by people. Um, and it's, I think stuff like that is really well done in the movie. And I think adults watching it will love the animation because I think they'll see it and they'll be like, this doesn't look like, you know, every Pixar movie I've seen for the last 20 years. This doesn't look like a DreamWorks movie or a Minions movie. This looks like someone took their doodles out of the back of their notebook and pulled it in, onto the big screen and animated it. And that's that, that's really cool. That's something unique. That's something I haven't seen yet. La I, last, I think, yeah. qu last question about this. Will it knock Barbie out of the box office? I mean, can anything knock Barbie off the top of the box <laughs> office? I do think... I do think Barbie's going to win again. If I last saw, I think Barbie's going to make another $50 million this oh weekend. But yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think, is going to finish number two with about $30, $40 million, which is a really good start for a movie that costs about $70 million to produce. So I think this is going to be a moneymaker, and the buzz on it's good. People are enjoying it, and I think... Uh, I think you're going to probably end up getting a sequel in however long it takes to animate a movie like this again. And, uh, before before you go, State Fair, have you been out there yet? 
Not yet, but I'm very excited to try out that baked apple pie thing or that deep fried apple pie situation. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Are there yeah, any are there any performers you're excited about? I wish I could have been there for Shaggy. Uh, on, and Salt and Pepper. And Salt and Pepper. Yeah, I saw Shaggy at Summerfest, I believe, two years ago. I like him. He was him. actually really fun. He was, he yeah. was good energy. You know, sometimes you get nervous about seeing those kind of like, you know, one-hit wonders. And, you're, and I mean, Shaggy had more than one hit. But uh, but you, you, you get nervous that it's going to be like, oh, are they just getting a paycheck? Uh, and when he was at Summerfest, he had so much energy. He was a lot of fun. So I, I wish I could have seen him. But there's a lot of really fun acts this year. Really strong acts. Ludacris is a great act for them. Uh, I'm sure that'll be an awesome night as well. Yeah, it's it's a great fest, and I gotta get my hands on a cheese curd taco as well. <laughs> gotta ruin all of the Orange Theory progress that I've made in my health, and throw a cheese curd taco on top of my stomach. It'll be great. Oh well, get the Pepto Bismol. I thought you had I thought you had gone through all of your supply last week after your your baseball trip around the world, but maybe you're gonna need it after that cheese curd taco. I am just abusing my body this summer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, listen, you take care. We'll talk to you soon. Of course, we'll follow you at onmilwaukee.com. It's 8.59, and speaking of the State Fair, when we get back, we're going to tell you what the State Fair scoop is today. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. It's hour two of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News, and I, I was so excited about this. Joining us is Tess Kirkson. She's the Director of Public Relations for the State Fair on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline. And Tess, it is going to be another great day at the Wisconsin State Fair. We have a fantastic lineup today for so many different things and so many different activities at the State Fair for kind of people of all ages to really enjoy. Yeah, I, I have to ask you, because I know you're out there all day, every day. <laughs> How many cream puffs have you had since the fair started? I have not had a single cream puff. Isn't oh, that no. a crime? Oh, you, <laughs> you have so much self-control. No, no, it's not self-control. It's We're so busy over <laughs> here that, you know, we don't have time to break away and have a cream puff. But it's definitely on my list for today. I'm going to make it happen. Well, I know the big stage show. Um, are, it's going to be what? Tommy James and the Shondells and Little Anthony. With Little Anthony, yes. It's going to be fantastic. You know, I saw Little... Actually, I've seen both of them. I've seen Tommy James and the Shondells. Amazing. Wait till they play Money Money. And also, <laughs> I saw Little Anthony about six months ago. My husband kind of dragged me there, and I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be... He is fantastic. Puts on an amazing show. And... And that's really what we try to get in entertainers is someone who's going to be really lively and entertaining, whether you know the music or not. And they are fantastic, them together. It's just so great. Well, and the thing with little Anthony is wait until you hear him and you say, that's right, he did that song. But boy, that song, right. (laughs) Oh, you have, I I mean, that uh, to me, that is a really exciting act tonight. And I know a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Now, what are some of the other things to look forward to if you're coming out to the fair today? Yes, a really important thing for us to to start with is Veterans and Military Recognition Day today. It's a new date for this day. We typically do it on the last Sunday of the fair. This time we're doing it the first Sunday of the fair. Um, so we're recognizing veterans, military personnel, and their families as well. So they can get in free to the Wisconsin State Fair today until 4 p.m. They have to be in by 4. All you have to do is show your military ID, and you get those tickets for you and up to three people in your family. Oh, that I mean, that is so great that you're doing it. And why did you change it? I'm just curious. From the last Sunday yeah. to this one. The last Sunday, there's a lot going on. There's some move out of animals and things like that. So we thought, let's make sure we have the most robust day possible and, and move it up. And so it just worked out perfectly. It works great within our schedule. And we're hoping everyone, you know, gets the message that it, the date has moved from previous years. Um, but there's also in Central Park, we have a massive setup over there um, right across from the studio that from 10 to 4, we have Veterans and Military Resource Expo. So all these veterans and military personnel that are coming in have some resources as well that they might need. Well, I know. And you got the kids from Wisconsin. They're out there again today. I mean, get... every single day of the fair, they're going to be out <sighs> here this year. Last year, 
We had a few days where they were missing. This year, we we made sure every day the kids from Wisconsin are going to be on that big 590. And again, because they're so popular, and I mean, everybody loves them when they see them come out. Now, the other thing I notice is the animals today, and you've got some really, really good events with the horse pull. Are you there, Tess? Fantastic. Okay, there you are. We lost you for a second. Tell Tell us about the horse pull. Yes, the horse pulls are a really lively show to watch. Of course, it's horses pulling varied amounts of weights. But we also have a dog sport demonstration in the morning in the Case IH Coliseum. And then some of our barns have some fantastic animals that they're going to do some great shows. Um, we have open swine, um, boar show happening in the swine and goat barn. So just some really interesting things happening in the barns and always just a great way to experience agriculture at the state fair. Yeah, you know, I I'm a dog lover, Tess. And and <laughs> I know that you know you've got you've got the the dock diving demonstration. Yes. If you've never seen that, that it's just so much fun to watch those dogs out there. Oh my gosh, they are the happiest dogs in the world <laughs> when they are going for those toys and just jumping in the water, cooling off coming right back and doing it all over again. They love it. And it's just so fun to see them with their, their owners and experiencing the fair. Um, it's just, it's a really neat experience. That's at the K9 Sports Arena, which is near our gate four. And if you, and if you get close to the pool, you will get wet. <laughs> there is a splash zone. There is a splash zone. You will get a little bit wet, for sure. All right, now another popular part, and it's Sass's Famous Racing Pigs. And you've got a bunch of opportunities today to come out and see them. We absolutely do. We have a lot of shows for Saz's Racing Pigs. It's one of our most popular attractions here. Um, It has a full setup with tons of bleachers, and people just love it. It's presented by Milwaukee Admirals, which is a fantastic partnership. And there are shows at 11, 1230, 130, 330. I mean, and all the way till 730 tonight. Really great opportunities to see that. And, of course, it's right by the Products Pavilion, so you can always walk over there afterwards, ride the giant slide, do the Wonder Fair wheel, all those fun things that you've been, you know, doing as a tradition for so many years. You know, and, and another thing that, that I think if your kid has never seen a cow being milked, I, and, and, and I, I don't mean that facetiously, this is the chance to really get the kids in there and let them see a demonstration. Absolutely. The cow milking demonstrations and the goat milking demonstrations, we have a lot of times for those because those are really important for us. They're put on by the Wisconsin State Fair Dairy Promotion Board, um, and that's just a really important partner to us. And also the fairest of the fairs and Alice in Dairyland both come to a lot of those different demonstrations. and They help hand out cheese and they do a little intro which is a great way to just learn more about agriculture and the fair industry. Oh, I I love coming to the state fair. And and even if you don't have tickets for the main stage tonight, there are acts throughout the fair, throughout the day. You just kind of wander around and you're going to hear music everywhere. You're going to hear music all over the place. I mean, you can't walk around without hearing the music from the different vendor stages, which is just so fun because you say you don't like one that you you landed at. You just go on to the next one. I mean, it's such a cool atmosphere being able to kind of bounce from place to place and just find your new friends, find your group of people, find your vibe. And that's just what's great about the Wisconsin State Fair. And one last question, Tess. We talked about Tommy James and the Shondells and Little Anthony. Great show tonight. The State Fair main stage. Can you still get tickets? You can still get tickets for this show. Um, They are still available. My secret to you guys is get them before you enter the fair park because they include your admission for the day. So you can buy them here once you get in. You can buy them at our box office by the Exposition Center if you already have the tickets. But if you don't have tickets yet at all, get them before you enter so you can use that admission portion of the ticket as well. And again, great show. And don't write off little Anthony. That guy Correct. is, he yes. is amazing. And seems like, early. <laughs> did, you get, did you get to meet him? Because he seems like a really nice person. He seems like a wonderful person. I have not gotten to meet him yet. I think their, their tour buses are rolling in shortly here. So fingers crossed that I can have an interaction with him. Oh, I hope you do. And and again, it's always fun at the State Fair. And uh, make sure you stop by the Bank 5-9 studio and say hi, because our broadcasts are going to be going on all week Monday through Saturday at the Wisconsin State Fair. Tess Kirkland, thanks so much for joining us today. And will you do me a favor? Go out and have a cream puff for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will. I absolutely will for you. <laughs> okay, Tess. Thanks so much. It's uh, nine sixteen. You're coming up next. We've got Dominic Catronio in sports right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Game three of a four-game series between the Pirates and the Brewers featured a late-arriving offense for the crew, but when it did show up, it was clutch. Blake Perkins, the winner on Saturday. Two on coming. Swing and a base hit to right. Caratini scores, and Blake Perkins is the hero tonight. And he hits the game winner tonight, his first career walk-off knock. He tied it with his legs in the ninth inning, and he wins it with his bat in the tenth. It was the rookie's only at-bat of the game. Jeff Levering on the call there on WTMJ. He came in to pinch run in the ninth inning and scored the tying run, thanks to Sal Freelich hitting a game-tying single in the bottom of the ninth. Manager Craig Council on the win. I mean, when that inning started, it, it you know it trended to me that Blake was going to Blake was going to come up and then with the lefty in and you, you knew they weren't going to pitch to William and credit to him for putting himself in a big spot and to put a good swing on a baseball. The finale of this series is today at 110. Our coverage begins at noon. I've got you covered for Brewers warm up. The Packers annual family night practice has come and gone from Saturday night up at Lambeau Field. Next up, preseason games starting on Friday. They'll hit the road to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And finally, another headline from baseball on Saturday, a boxing match breaking out in Cleveland. Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. Here's Tom Hamilton on the call from Cleveland Radio. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Jose and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Suspensions are yet to be announced. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Dom. And boy, that was a great baseball game last night. I mean, wow. But if you're a soccer fan, not so much. Because the USA Women's Cup team is out after losing a dramatic 5-4 to penalty shootout against Sweden. It's 920 and 73 degrees at WTMJ. It's going to be partly to mostly cloudy today. It's going to have a pretty strong breeze out there with a slight chance of an isolated shower. Our high near the lakefront is going to be 75 degrees if you're out there watching the triathletes and what an event that is. A little further inland, it's going to be about 80 for a high. Then tonight, breezy, a chance of a few scattered showers and down to 63 degrees. Tomorrow, very breezy. Um, Again, Chance of some scattered showers and a high of 76. Tuesday looks mostly sunny and a high of 83. And then Wednesday, we have a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm and a high of 84. Currently in Cedarburg, 71 degrees. Oak Creek has 70. Oconomowoc is at 71. And we have 73 degrees at WTMJ at 924. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. Hey, it's WTMJ's Greg Matzik, and you've heard me talking about him for over a year now. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I can't tell you how many emails I've received from WTMJ fans wondering about this incredible procedure and why it's popular for those who want to get back to a normal quality of life. Well, I thought who better to answer some of those questions than the general manager of QC Kinetics in Chicago and Milwaukee. It's Rob Lumpkin joining us. Hey, Rob. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'd like to start at the base here, the base level, regenerative medicine. How do you best describe it to those who are wondering about it? I would say, you know, in simple terms, we essentially take the good things out of your own bloodstream and put them to work for you into places in your joints to help repair and make your life better. Well, damaged joint tissue can lead to unwavering pain in your knees, your back, your elbows, shoulders, I mean, all sorts of things. And where can QC Kinetics provide the most support for those who are dealing with pain in those areas? I would say, you know, a story we hear every day is people coming in and and talking about how they want to be able to play with their grandkids. People are having those issues, and it really affects their, their quality of life. So what we do, it really helps, you know, promote and fix those areas. 
and helps people get back to doing the things that they love the most with the people they love the most. Yeah, you mentioned some of your your clients are are those who want to get back to playing with their grandchildren, but I I would guess you, you likely see those who don't have grandchildren, right? Any age range, really, this could work for all walks of life. We see people that are 35 that have sports injuries. You know, we recently helped a gentleman who is a, a hockey player, and uh, he had some he had some issues with his wrist. So we were able to help him as well as you know. I see those grandparents as well. Um, but it, it's pretty much good for anyone who's having joint pain, arthritis pain. Uh, we even work on uh, plantar fasciitis. Rob, it's a common question after somebody undergoes surgery. How long before I can get back to doing X, Y, and Z, the things that I love to do? What do you typically tell patients who subscribe to QC Kinetics? This is a great point because the reason we're here is because people don't want to have surgery. I, I, think, I think about a gentleman who was a plumber who is, owns his own business. He, he has to go to work every day. He has to provide for his family. He can't be out for six to 12 weeks because he has surgery. And I think that's a big part of, of why people choose QC Kinetics is because you can literally just get right back to what you're normally doing. There is zero downtime. You don't have to wait six to eight weeks for it to heal because it's an ongoing process that over a six-month period will do the job that you need it to do to help fix and repair and regenerate those areas. Well, and it's non-invasive, too, which I think is a certainly something that stands out to me. You know, that's another good point. It, it's simply shots. We're basically injecting into your joints. We're creating space, reducing inflammation, and helping repair those areas. And, yeah, a lot of people don't like shots. <laughs> I understand it, but it's an extremely quick process. So, Rob, not every patient is the same, but on average, do you see that patients come to QC Kinetics, they get the treatment that you've just described, they maybe come back a second or third time. How does it typically work with patients on average? We love to see our patients, but we don't want to see our patients have to come back unless there's a different area that they need to be treated. The good news is is that our, our stuff that we do here generally lasts decades and can last forever in some cases. Rob Lumpkin is the general manager of QC Kinetics in Chicago and Milwaukee, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I think we've all been through the traditional methods, Rob, to some degree, whether it's surgery or steroids or, or something that just sort of masks the problem or puts us on the shelf for way longer than any of us would prefer to be. And this really avoids all of that, QC Kinetics. It has been shown to be a long-lasting alternative to those other options that are temporary and not lasting. Well, nobody wants to go under the knife if they don't have to, so it's great to have alternative options, but it's also great to have alternative options that actually work and don't just delay ultimately having to go through surgery. Yeah, I would say the majority of our patients do feel at least 50% or better, and you know, a, a vast majority, I would say, even feel almost as much as 100%. So I think that people who are not wanting to have surgery, people that want to get back to their lives, this is an incredible opportunity and a different alternative that they can use. Rob, who are the best candidates for QC Kinetics? Who should be giving you a call? I would say pretty much anyone. It's, I w- there's not one group that is, that is better than the other. It's, it's obviously completely individualized based on your own chemistry, but we're not putting any chemicals in you. We're not putting anything unnatural in you. We're using everything from your own body. So it doesn't really matter. Everyone is, is eligible to come see us if they have pain in their joints. And a second question I've received from fans and listeners is, is it safe? It, it is very safe, and there are very few side effects that would come along with doing our procedures Simply, we're using your own body's regenerative properties to help fix whatever problem you have. Search us, QC Kinetics, and you'll be able to make an appointment as well as find all the proper phone numbers for our location. Yeah, in Milwaukee, it's 414-285-3474. Give it to you again here. It's 414-285-3474. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Excellent. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We look forward to helping people out with our free consultations. Thanks so much. It's 930 and 75 degrees coming up next. Jessica in the news.
And welcome back to the final half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins, and joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Ed Flesh. He is the Artistic Director at the Fireside Theater, where they're presenting the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Mary Poppins. Anybody who's ever seen the film, it mixes animation with live performers. How do you end up bringing all of that to the stage as well? Well, this is the Broadway version of the show. So they're the same numbers as in the movie, but there's different concepts of how to stage them. And we have some absolutely fantastic dancers and some really inventive choreography. So those sections, the Jolly Holiday section, is colorful and fun. And we have a statue that comes to life. And we have magic all the way through the show. Just have to be a little inventive about how you do it in a live theater situation. And in a Broadway stage, you can do a lot of things that we can't do on this stage, but you'd be surprised how much we can do on our stage. It's a fun musical. It's not exactly like the film. There's a whole section of an evil nanny who comes to the Banks house and has to be vanquished, and that's not in the movie. So there's lots of stuff that's new, that if all you know is the movie, you're going to be delighted to see a lot of new stuff. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the original author of these books because Walt Disney had quite a job in convincing her that she should turn over the rights to that film. Yeah, she, he started working on her um, in the 40s, actually. <laughs> and it wasn't until the 60s that he finally persuaded her to give him the film rights. Um, And basically, he made her an author she couldn't refuse. I mean, her books were still out there. Everybody was still reading them, but she wasn't making much money from them anymore. And her main income was the rent she was getting from a boarder who lived in her house. And when Disney presented her with his deal, she just couldn't refuse it. And ultimately, of course, it made her a very, very wealthy woman. And made a lot of people happy. Are all of the songs that were in the film featured in the stage play? Yeah. The songs that are in the film are in the stage play. But then there are extra songs that were written for the Broadway production, which are fun. There's some new songs that if all you know is the movie, you'll get to hear some new stuff. And like I said, there's just some absolutely fantastic dancing. We cast our shows out of New York, and so our casts and our dancers, they all have New York experience. We always have a few people with recent Broadway credits, so you're going to see a first-class production. Of all the songs that are performed, is there one that you hear the audience singing along with more than another? I don't know. I can't say that that's true. Maybe supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Everybody seems to know that, at least that word. But they can't spell it. Well, and we do in the number. My favorite number in the show is actually the song that was also Walt Disney's favorite number, which is Feed the Birds, because it's just a beautiful, haunting song. And if you remember in the movie, it was Jane Darwell, who is a well-known old Hollywood actress on the steps of the church while Mary Poppins sings the song. But we have all in. We have Supercalifragilistic, we have Spoonful of Sugar, we have Practically Perfect. All the songs are there. Well, it's such a delightful show. And again, as people are looking for things to do with the entire family, especially right before they return to school, it's Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Mary Poppins (laughs) at the Fireside Theater. Ed Flesh, great to talk with you today. Well, thank you for having me. It's 940 and 75 degrees at WTMJ. It's 942, 75 degrees at WTMJ. You know, it wasn't that long ago that female police officers were rare. Milwaukee County Sheriff Danita Ball shared an experience she said she had when she was a rookie officer with MPD. You joined the police department at a time when there still were not that many women. How difficult was that to navigate? It was challenging because as a result, you're in a male-dominated field and some of the males thought that you were taking jobs away from them who needed to provide for their family. You could go to a house and they would ask, where's the real police? And call for a supervisor. And luckily, the supervisor would say, if you need service, this officer is here to help you. Otherwise, we're leaving. So there were still some barriers 
in that respect. And also would work from time to time with a police officer who didn't say a word to me for eight hours unless it was work related. So you were in the same squad car with somebody for a full shift. And they wouldn't talk to you unless, check that guy out over there. Or unless we were dispatched to an assignment and he had to ask a question or two of me based upon what the investigation was or what I found out. But otherwise, we drove around for eight hours and he never said a word. Sheriff Danita Ball talks about her journey to Milwaukee County's top law enforcement job today on WTMJ Conversations. That's at 11 o'clock right after the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. A wild one for the crew as they win game three of their four-game series against the Pirates. A 3-2 to walk-off thriller in 10 innings thanks to a Blake Perkins RBI single. Swing and a base hit to right! Caratini scores and Blake Perkins is the hero tonight! Jeff Levering on the call here on WTMJ. Perkins didn't even start the game. As a matter of fact, the Brewers were trailing for the majority of it. Corbin Burns went six strong innings, only allowing two runs, but the Brewers were down 2-1 entering the ninth. Then the rally began. Blake Perkins on the great night. The the pitching has kept us in uh, so many games this year, and, and it feels good to get a, a good team win uh, that we did tonight. Um, Corbin pitched a great again, and... Uh, it's it's great to just build off of each other and 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 you know turn turn the page you know to the next guy next guy it's always someone different. The finale of this series comes today at 1:10, and big news in this one: Brandon Woodruff is activated off the injured list for the first time since April. He's only started in two games. The former Brewers opening day starter will get the ball against Johan Oviedo. I'm excited for Brandon. I mean, that's the biggest thing is just just excited for Woody to be out there again. If you've, you've spent three-plus months um, watching, um, and that's no fun. And so I'm excited for him to be out there and be a part of this again. Our coverage begins at noon with Brewers warm-up. Now that the annual family night practice has come and gone up at Lambeau Field, now the Packers are preparing for preseason games. It'll be on Friday, their first against the Cincinnati Bengals. Kickoff is set for 6 o'clock. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Dominic. And the USA Women's Cup team is out after losing a dramatic 5-4 to penalty shootout against Sweden. It's 947, 75 degrees. We'll have your forecast right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. <laughs> It's going to be partly to mostly cloudy today. We've got a slight chance of a isolated shower. It will be a little bit breezy. Um, our high, 80 degrees inland, 75 at the lake. Then tonight, breezy. We have a chance of a few scattered showers down to 63. Tomorrow looks breezy with another chance of some scattered showers. 76 is going to be your high temperature. On Tuesday, a pretty nice day where we've got temperatures around 83 under mostly sunny skies. And then Wednesday, we have a chance of a shower or maybe even a thunderstorm. Uh, 84 for a high temperature. Thursday looks like it might start out with some showers and a high of 81. If you take it If you're taking the boat out today, be a little bit cautious because, as we said, it is going to be on the breezy side. Uh, So Elkhart Lake right now is at 71 degrees. Muskego's at 71. Lake Geneva has 71. We have 75 degrees at 951 on WTMJ. Just a reminder, I will be back at 11 o'clock this morning with Sheriff Danita Ball. It's a fascinating conversation that we had with her. I mean, she opened up about so many things. We played that little segment a few minutes ago about what it was like for her when she first joined the Milwaukee Police Department. That was in the early 80s. And what a time of challenge that was for women who wanted to be in law enforcement. And and as she tells us in that conversation, being in law enforcement was a dream of hers from the time she was a, a, a little girl. And, you know, I, I didn't realize it. She was born to a single mother and her grandmother raised her and instilled all of these tremendous values. She tells a story about how she started working literally when she was nine years old. And, of course, she talks about her experiences in law enforcement. But the most, I thought the most interesting challenge that she faced 
was when she was told she has she had breast cancer, and it was a very serious diagnosis at the time. She managed to battle through it and successfully went out. Um, and then, of course, that question I ask her about how long she intends to remain working, well, in law enforcement. I mean, obviously, she's the sheriff of, of Milwaukee County, at least for the next three and a half years. And uh, she says she certainly hopes she has a second term. So that's all today on WTMJ Conversations. It's 9.53 on WTMJ. And uh, tomorrow, you've got all of our team out at the wisconsin state fair they're going to be broadcasting live from the bank five nine studios and if you have not had the opportunity to get out there and to see everybody boy you are missing a great opportunity because the studio looks great and the fact that we're out there every day first of all sandy and and steve are out there from uh nine in the morning till noon then you've got jeff wagner out there and and john mccure and Greg Matzik with Wisconsin Afternoon News. What a great opportunity it is for everybody to get out there and meet all of our fans and interact with them. And, you know, I said a little bit earlier this morning, Steve Scafidi has that open invitation to any fan who comes out. And, um, well, you know, he said he would uh, buy you the beverage of your choice. So, uh, and he, he met it. I mean, I gotta, I gotta hand it to you, Steve. You are really one of the best guys out there, the real guy. I mean, yes, he had a wonderful career in politics when he was mayor of Oak Creek, but boy, I'll tell you, he knows how to connect with audiences, and he does it every day with Sandy Max on WTMJ now and uh yeah so you want to get out there and see all of us and uh have some fun at the wisconsin state fair and you know every day we do that wisconsin state fair scoop and we were talking with tess kirkin a little bit earlier this morning about the main stage show tonight which features tommy james and the shondells you know i've seen that and of course a lot of people remember the song when it was redone Moni Moni, but it was Tommy James who did it originally, and that goes way, way back to the 60s. And I know he always does it in his shows, along with a lot of hits that he had throughout the years. And, of course, you also have Little Anthony. When he first started out, it was Little Anthony and the Imperials, but he went on to a really amazing career as a solo artist. Kind of went quiet for a long time. And now he is out touring with a band of great backup singers. And what a show that guy puts on. And Tess said, you know what? If you didn't get tickets yet, you still can. And here's the trick on that one. You go and you get your ticket before you go in for the stage show. It's going to be tonight. And then you also get that admission included for the state fair. So if you're thinking about it, I I highly recommend those two performers. They are just amazing, and they're going to be performing on the main stage tonight at the Wisconsin State Fair. Well, it's about time for us to wrap it up, and uh, we've got Jessica Gatso coming up. She's got the, the news, and right after that, it's going to be uh, Brian and David Wickard on the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show. And then, as I said, I'll be back at 11 o'clock today, and uh, we've got that conversation with Sheriff Danita Ball. You don't want to miss it. It is going to be a pretty nice day today. Looks like those temperatures are going to be pretty Pretty mild. There's a slight chance of an isolated shower. 80 is our temperature inland, 75 near the lakefront, and currently it is 75 degrees at WTMJ at 957.